turn it around. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of the living God. The Spirit of the living God. He is God active and present in the life of every Christian believer. You, me, the spirit of the living God. He is alive in you if you believe. He is alive in me as well. The spirit of the living God. We have to understand that, church. We have to grasp that concept of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit illuminates our minds and makes us yearn for God. He takes spiritual truths and makes it understandable to us. Those are the words of the great Billy Graham who I certainly agree with and I can testify to within my own life, within my own life. But who is the Holy Spirit to you? Who is the Holy Spirit to you? You know who God is to you. You know who Jesus is to you. But who is the Holy Spirit to you? Who is the Holy Spirit to you? Who will you allow the Holy Spirit to be in your life? Who, you, who will you allow him to be in your life? The Holy Spirit is not a stepchild. He is not a stepchild. God has made it so everything in our Christian lives operate through the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, including you and everything that you and I do spiritually. It's through the workings and the power of the Holy Spirit. But we don't acknowledge that much at all. We don't. But he is the one that's keeping everything he, he is the one. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Do you not know, church? As children of God, literally, literally, you have God's spirit living inside of you. That's not a fairy tale. That's not something that's made up. God's spirit is in you. In you. And yet we live like we're so alone. We're so lost. Like we have no help in our Christian lives, in our Christian journeys. 
like you have no end. But we know that's not true. Because it says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Well, now you know, church. Now you know. So who is the Holy Spirit? God exists, church, in three persons. In three persons. The Father, who is God. The Son, who is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, who is God as well. He is the third person of what some call the Trinity. The third person of the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In which we are baptized in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is equal to the Father and the Son as God. He is equal to the Father and the Son as God. Understand that, church. In the simplest explanation, the Holy Spirit is God. He is God. The Holy Spirit is God in you. In you. He is God in you. Jesus promised the disciples in John 14 that after he had died and rose again and ascended to heaven, God will send the Holy Spirit to live inside his people. That is a promise that manifests itself in each of us today. We are living witnesses to this word over 2,000 years ago. Do we believe that? Do we understand that? You're never alone. You're never alone. John 14, 16. Jesus. And he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another another advocate, another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth, all truth, church. Jesus' time was up here on this earth. He was ascending back to heaven to be with the Father, and Jesus makes this promise to his disciples. As he makes this promise to us today. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Another advocate. Basically someone equal to himself, right? Equal to himself. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit another advocate. Just as Jesus was an advocate to the disciples, he said, the Holy Spirit will be the same. The Holy Spirit will be the same. The advocate. Someone who defends you. Someone who helps you. Someone who is called alongside you to help you. 
In this case, the Holy Spirit is our spiritual, is one of our spiritual, what? Leaders, church. Leaders. He's our counselor. He's our comforter, our helper, our advisor, our intercessor. Sounds familiar? We call on Jesus for the exact same thing, right? Jesus is saying, I'm leaving. I'm going back to glory. But I'm leaving you in good hands. In good hands as though I never left. He says, I'm leaving, but the Holy Spirit will never leave you. He will never leave you. But he will lead you into all truth. He's leaving you with somebody who will lead you into all truth, church. He is called the spirit of truth because he is the spirit of Jesus, who is the truth. Who is the truth? He also testifies to the truth. The truth. He enlightens our minds to the truth and exposes the untruth. The untruth. It's the Holy Spirit that lives in you. And he guides all believers into all truth. All truth. 14, 17, and 18, he says, but you know him. You know him because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans, Jesus says. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit has been with the disciples all the while with Jesus. And now Jesus promises them that in the future he will be in them. In them. This is the promise that the Holy Spirit will live in and through every believer in Christ. That was fulfilled after the resurrection of Jesus when Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And as we are saved by grace and we accept Christ, basically the same thing. We receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So no, Jesus will never abandon us. He will never abandon us because as believers, his spirit lives in us. In us. Jesus is not a man that he shall lie. Over 2,000 years ago. And we see it today. You are living witnesses to the invisible Holy Spirit, church. My goodness, my goodness. 19 and 20 says, yet a little while and the world will see me no more, Jesus says. He's leaving. He says, but you will see me because I live. And also, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Awesome. 
That is the promise of Jesus. His work was done on the earth. He had to go back to glory. But he promised that he would never leave us. That his presence will always be with us. The question was, who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, like Jesus, is also God. Also God. And he will continue what Jesus the work of Jesus while Jesus was on this earth. He is continuing that work, church. He is continuing that work. The Holy Spirit is promised to be by our sides, to help us, to strengthen us. He is promised to teach us the truth and guide us through the course of this life. He is promised to do that. He is promised to strengthen us, to comfort us, in difficult times, in hard situations. He has promised, promised to intercede, to plead our case through prayer to God Almighty. He has promised to do those things, church. The Holy Spirit. He's promised to be a friend who will be with us forever. Forever. Listen to that. Jesus ascended back to heaven, but he said the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. Forever. And we don't call on him. We rarely allow these things to happen in our lives. Rarely. Rarely, church. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Father and of the Son who dwells in every believer. Who dwells in every believer. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God, the Father and of the Son, Jesus, and has been sent to us by them. Has been sent to us by them. By them. I picture it like this. I always do. A lot of times when I pray, I think of heaven. I think of God sitting on that thick cloud, covering the universe, and Jesus at his right side, looking down on everything, everything, and watching the Holy Spirit work in the lives of their people. We're calling on God. We're calling on Jesus. But they're watching the Holy Spirit do the work. Do the work. The Holy Spirit operates everything. They're the overseers in heaven. They are the overseers watching the Holy Spirit work in each one of us. And guess what he's doing? He's glorifying them through you. He's glorifying them through you. And the Father and the Son is in heaven 
overseeing it all, just watching the works of the Spirit within the lives of their people. Watching, hovering. In the beginning, it says the Spirit was hovering. Watching over everything before everything was formed. The Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of understanding and wisdom. The spirit of understanding and wisdom. Remember, this is who lives in you. He is the spirit of understanding and of wisdom, church. The Holy Spirit is wise. He is personal. He is wise in the ways that he leads us. If we listen. If we listen, if we trust him. He is the spirit of understanding. He comprehends and understands your needs. He knows what you need. He knows. Call on him sometimes, church. He knows. John 16 said that Jesus said that the spirit will help us to understand. Will help us to understand. That is the promise of the Spirit. When we don't understand, the Spirit within you will help you understand, church. That is the promise of the Spirit. There is understanding to be found. Understanding is not lost. You have understanding within yourself, church. That's how deep it is. That is how deep it is. Proverbs says this. We are not to lean on our own understanding. We are not also to be wise in our own eyes. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. We don't depend on our own earthly wisdom. We are not to lean on our own understanding and not to be wise in our own eyes. He tells us. He lays it out there for us. Depend on the one within you. <laughs> Your inner man within you. Depend on him, church. Depend on him. Make it easy on yourself. Make it easy on yourself. He is the spirit of knowledge, of knowledge and truth. Of knowledge and truth. Do we have knowledge? Do we like to think we have a lot of knowledge, don't we? A lot of knowledge. And definitely we like to think we got a lot of truth. <laughs> we know it all. We know it all. But we like to know it all within ourselves. We like to have a lot of knowledge within ourselves. But the one that's in us have all the knowledge we need, the right knowledge, and all the truth we need. All the right truth. All the right truth. What they're saying, church, is we have to move ourselves out of the way. The Bible tells us deny ourselves. Deny ourselves. Oh, it's hard. Oh, yes. It's hard. 
the spirit of knowledge is in you. Tell someone that. Encourage someone this week when they seem lost. Tell them, you have the spirit of knowledge within you. You have the spirit of truth within you. You know what's right and what's wrong. If we listen, if we listen, we will hear. If we listen, we will hear. The spirit is the spirit of truth, not falsehood. He will lead us into truth, not error. Not error. We will lead ourselves in error if we depend on ourselves, but if we depend on the one living in us, he will lead us in truth, not error. But our problem is we don't always like the truth. We don't always want to hear the truth. We don't always want to do what's right because we let that flesh rise up. That flesh rise up, and we're going we to deny the Holy Spirit today. I'm on my own today, Holy Spirit. We do what we all do. We work hard all week, Friday to come. Oh, no. It's my time. It's my time. Friday and Saturday is mine. I pray for repentance Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Them last is amens, right? <laughs> the Spirit gives us a sound mind, church. A sound mind. How wonderful it is to have a sound mind. A sound mind. We've witnessed a lot of things, a lot of chemical unbalances in people. And sometimes their minds are affected. And they don't have a sound mindset. But if you are blessed to have a sound mind, to have that understanding, that knowledge, that truth, how wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? See, we was talking about the goodness of God. We see the goodness of God in others, as well as others see the goodness in God of God in you. There are sometimes we are lacking within ourselves some things that we may see in other people. The goodness of God in other people, that quality that God has blessed in someone else, that quality that you may desire. Not knowing that they may see something in you that they desire. The goodness of God is all around us. Encourage someone in the goodness of God. Encourage someone in their qualities that God has blessed them with. A quality that you strive for, that you desire for. Let them know that God is working in their life in a mighty way. To have that quality. To have that quality. It's okay to see someone, to admire someone and say, I want that. I want that. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing to humble ourselves and stuff. The Spirit gives us clarity of mind and he does not lead us to confusion. 
The Holy Spirit would never lead us into confusion. We would never be discombobulated when we're led by the Holy Spirit. It don't happen like that. He is not confusion, church. The Holy Spirit is a man of order, of direction, clarity. But he will lead us in true knowledge. In true knowledge, church. True knowledge. No falsehoods, no errors. There is not much we should be ignorant to. Because he is the spirit of all truth. If we listen, there is not much that we should be ignorant to because the Holy Spirit leads us in all truth. In all truth. Lean on. Depend on. And we know him as the spirit that gives life. That gives life. The spirit that gives life. The life-giving spirit. He is, Jesus says he is the life and his spirit is the giver of that life. Jesus is life, and his spirit that is within you is the giver of that life. Do you understand how powerful the Holy Spirit is? Everything operates off the Holy Spirit. James said the body without the spirit is dead. Is dead, church. Is dead. Spiritual death is real. Spiritual death is real. It's agonizing pain. It's agonizing pain. Without the Holy Spirit, we have no knowledge of the truth. We have no real wisdom. We have no real understanding without the Holy Spirit. We can't receive God's revelation without the Holy Spirit. We can't. We may be alive physically, but spiritually, we are dead, empty, empty out. You can see straight through your souls. That's how empty it is without the Holy Spirit. May be useless to anybody. How can you share the truth with anybody without the Holy Spirit? How can you share knowledge and wisdom with anybody, without the Holy Spirit. How? Rely on the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus says, I'm leaving. But I'm leaving you with one that would never leave you. Jesus would never leave us with someone that was incapable, <laughs> that was incapable of keeping up his standards that he set for us. He would never do that. Never. Never. There are many reasons God has blessed us with the Holy Spirit. Many reasons, church. Many reasons. One of them is God wants the best for those who call upon his name. God wants the best for his children. 
He wants the best for his children, just as we want the best for our children. We give our children sound advice, instruction on how to live this life. We teach them rights from wrong, good from bad, don't we? Now, that don't mean they will always follow. But we love them. And these are the things that good parents do. And just like us as their parents, God wants the best for us. For us. That don't mean we always follow. We grieve the Holy Spirit. We hear, but we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left the command to listen, to, to allow him to lead us, but we grieve the one that Jesus has left with us. So you're not only grieving the Holy Spirit, you're grieving the Father and the Son. And the Son, church. Sound advice we must listen to. We all hear that voice. We all hear it, don't we? Listen. Why do Christians need the Holy Spirit? Why? The Holy Spirit makes it easier to follow God's guidelines. Simply, he makes it easier for us to do the things that God wants us to do. He makes it easier, church, easier. He gives us the power to live by God's commandments and God's guidelines. He does that. Not us in our own strength. The Holy Spirit gives us the power. To, 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 to lead us to follow God's direction. So when we want to follow God's direction, who are we to call on? Who are we to call on? If we listen and follow to the Spirit's promptings instead of grieving him, instead of ignoring him, then we won't have to force ourselves to obey God's commandments. We won't have to force ourselves if we listen and follow, church. If we listen and follow, the Holy Spirit makes it easier for us to follow God's guidelines. Ephesians 5.1 says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Now, how in the world are we going to imitate God? How can we imitate God in our own power? How? We cannot. We cannot. But yet, you're doing it. But yet, you're doing it. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that will allow you to imitate God in love like Jesus Christ. That is the power of the Holy Spirit that makes a difference, church. That makes a difference. 
We cannot be holy in our own. But being redeemed children of God, being redeemed children of God, being redeemed children of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can act like him. We can act like him, church. We can walk like him, church. We can talk like him, church. God has empowered us through the Holy Spirit to even love like him. To even love like him. If you are the redeemed, the Holy Spirit makes it easier to follow God. If we listen and follow. Listen and follow. Listen and follow. The Holy Spirit encourages us to seek God's approval. He encourages us to seek God's approval. When we seek God's glory above all else, all else, when we follow the Holy Spirit's lead. If you desire to seek God's glory above all else, you are listening and you are following to the Holy Spirit within you. And if you're not, simply say it. You're grieving him because he leads us there. That everything that we do is for the glory of God. His spirit leads us to doing those things, church. We all feel that urging of the spirit to do what's right. To do what's right. I always, uh, growing up, you see the commercials with the angel and the devil on your shoulder. And that's real today. That's real today. That tugging and that pulling of those, of those different spirits is real. It's real. That white angel that's on that shoulder the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the way to go. That is the way to go. That pulling and that tugging that we ignore and still go the other way, church. Do we want to seek God's approval? We must listen to the Spirit within us. We must listen to the Spirit within us because He's not speaking on his own accord. He's speaking from God. He is speaking from God, church. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. For whatever he hears, he will speak. The Father and Son hovering over the universe, speaking those words into the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Giving clear and understandable direction and guidance through this life. 
Picture it that way. Picture it that way. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you through the Spirit. God speaks and guides his children. The issue is, are we listening? Issue is, are we listening, church? He will guide us into all truth if we listen to the convicting work of the Holy Spirit. The convicting work of the Holy Spirit. When God says go, the Spirit convicts us to go. When God says no, the, the Spirit convicts us not to do it. Not to. We all feel it. We all feel it. We are all God's children. He would never tell us to do anything that he disapproved of. That he disapproved of. He would never, church. Never. Don't blame it on God. Don't blame it on God. Don't blame it on the Holy Spirit. Don't start that blasphemy. <laughs> God himself tells the Spirit what to tell us, and he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. When the Spirit tells us, don't take that left, take that right, please take that right. I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. That left is no good. No good. When he tells us to put it down, put it down. You had enough. Whatever it may be, give it to him. Give it to him. When he tells us to go make a right, whether you was right or whether you was wrong, humble yourself and go make it right. Go make it right. That's honoring God. That's giving him glory. Because the person on the other, other end may not understand why you just did that. The theme of the week, let's go make it right. Let's go And God will turn it around. <laughs> and God will turn it around, church. The Holy Spirit helps to conquer our sin nature. He helps to conquer our sin nature. That struggle that we talked about. That struggle. He helps us to conquer that. Because without the Spirit, we will continue in sin. It's simple as that. We will continue in sin, church. You will continue in sin. Whether you think you, you're strong or not. If you don't let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, you will fall back into sin. You will. There's no ifs, ands, buts about that. None. The Holy Spirit will produce godly qualities in our lives, church. That's what he does. That's what he does. The Holy Spirit will produce godly qualities in our lives. When we live by the Spirit, he develops 
godly qualities in our life. Those qualities are the fruits of the Spirit. Are the fruits of the Spirit. And the next few weeks, that is what I want us to focus on. Those qualities of the one that lives inside of you. Those great qualities. See, church, we, a lot of times we call on the name of God, we call on the name of Jesus, but very rarely do we call on the Holy Spirit. Now, we'll call on the Holy Spirit to magnify himself within us in our worship, in our praise, in our talents, in our gifts, in our speaking in tongues, in our even speaking his word. Glorify yourself, Holy Spirit. But very rarely, and this just may be me, do I hear anybody calling on the Holy Spirit to be changed. Anybody raising their hand and saying, Holy Spirit, please change me. Change me, Holy Spirit. No one's really calling on the transformative work of the Holy Spirit within their lives. We'll do all the shouting by the power of the Holy Spirit, speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit, but we're not willing to change by the Holy Spirit, church. One of my everyday prayers, I tell you, is I want to wake up change. I want to wake up more like Jesus. There's a lot of things that we don't really like about ourselves, if you're being honest, right? Sometimes we almost hate certain things about ourselves, and we want to be changed. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's what he does. He changes us to be more like Christ. We call on him, but do we pray to him? Some people tell you don't pray to the Holy Spirit. What? What? <laughs> don't pray to the Holy Spirit. Don't pray to the Holy Spirit when he's the one that's operating all of this. Oh, I need to be changed, Holy Spirit. I'm calling on the name of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want us to understand the workings of the Holy Spirit within your own life. Because you can walk out this door today, and you're going to need him. You're going to need him. And remember that Pastor Ron told you that. If you decide to ignore these workings of the Holy Spirit, call me. Call me. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how it goes. So the next few weeks, church, in closing, I just want us to go over the fruits of the Spirit because that's how we ought to be walking, being led by the Spirit. And we, when we are led by the Spirit, we display the fruits of the Spirit, and those fruits make us better people, better people to ourselves, better people to others. It comes full circle through the workings of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your, your spirit that lives in us, Father.
We thank you for your spirit that gives us understanding and clarity of your word, God. We thank you for your instructions, God, on how to live this life, God. We know we can't do it on our own. We thank you for the one that you've planted and, and placed within us, God, to do those works, God. God, always allow us, speak to us, and allow us to, to move ourselves aside, God, and let your spirit within us show your grace, show your mercy, show your love, show the world who you are, almighty God. God is almost unexplainable what you have done for us. It's almost unexplainable how much you truly do love us, God. Jesus told the disciples that I will be leaving, going back with the Father, but I won't leave you alone. All they knew was Jesus. And I know that frightened them, that scared them. But Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will never leave you. And that one day he will be within you. I know they couldn't understand it then. But we are living, living examples of that promise today. And church, we must grasp it. We must grasp it with every single part of our being. That the one that lives in us replaces that nature that we were born with. All Christians, believers all over the world, whether you grieve him or not, he is within you. Whether you listen to him or not, he is there. God is patient. And I pray that God gives us time, that when we say no, that he gives us time to change our minds and depend on the one that he's left with us. God, we see you, we feel you, we know you're with us. We know that you are the living God within us. Your presence is with us, God. God, I pray that your presence stay with us throughout this week, throughout this day, God. Magnify yourself within our lives, God. Within this body, God. May we come back next week, God, as changed people, God. As we pray for change in our lives, God, that we pray to be more like Christ throughout this week. Only by the workings of your spirit within us, God. We say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Empty us out of ourselves. May the presence of God live and be powerful in each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, these altars are open.